Let's do this. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 107, please. Psalm 107. You know, part of um, the reason why we invest in missions is because, number one, that's Jesus' last commandment to the church. Go ye therefore. And so it's an obligation. It's something that God desires for us to do as a church, as the, a local New Testament church. And um, I just want to be encourage, encouragement to you this, this evening. I got a few minutes here. I just want to uh, look at a couple passages, give you some thoughts. Psalm 107, please. We'll, let's look at Psalm 107, and let's look at verse number 8. The Bible says in Psalm 107, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. By the way, he is good. Amen. God has been so good to us. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. He's done a wonderful work in my life. He's done a wonderful work in your life. Somebody said repetition is the key to learning. This verse here that we see in verse number eight repeats itself three more times in the same chapter. If you follow uh, along with me, look at verse number 15, the same exact verse. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Verse 21 down a little bit further there, you see, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. And 31, same exact verse verbatim. I think God wants to tell us something, amen? I think God wants us to praise him. By the way, that's why we're created. We're created to have a relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. That's the whole purpose of us being in existence, to please him with our lives. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. And I remember struggling with the, 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 the call to go to Cambodia, and God used that verse, Pastor, to remind me, I'm there, I'm created, I, I'm alive to please my Savior. And so, Church family, if you want to have an abundant, joyful Christian life, let's seek to please God by living for him and doing things that will please him. The Bible says here, uh, verse 8, 15, 21, and 31, oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. We see uh, uh, some takeaways from this verse. We see God desires for men to praise him for his goodness. We also see that God has done wonderful works to and for us. We can count, all it takes is a little bit of thinking. If we think, we'll be able to thank. God has given us so much. We're so spoiled. Boy, you know, when I came back from, as a family, we haven't been back, we have not been back to uh, the States for about six years as a, as a whole family. And boy, was I shocked. <laughs> uh, I put on a lot of weight <laughs> since being on furlough. Why? The portions are huge. And, um, and they're good food, amen? Um, and so uh, we're spoiled here. We've been blessed. By the way, God has blessed America so that we can be a blessing. But here's, here's the thing. If God wants so bad for men to praise him for his goodness and for his wonderful works to us, how can they praise him if they don't know him? Amen. That's a problem. 
That's a dilemma. People can't praise him, the true God, if they don't know him. Take your Bibles quickly here and turn to Psalm 96, please. Psalm 96. The Bible says in Psalm 96, verse number three and four, Psalm 96, verse three says, declare his glory among the heathen. Now, I'm not really an English major. I actually uh, struggle with English. It is my, my second language, but if you diagram that sentence there, you notice that the subject is understood. You declare his glory among the heathen. That's an, an imperative sentence. God wants us to do it. It's not really an option. It's a command. You declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. So how can men praise him? They have to know him. And how do they know him? By us telling them. August 2nd, 1992, right beside the church dumpster, I knelt down and prayed and asked Jesus to save me while swatting flies off my face. I remember that clearly. 12.35 p.m., I got saved. Why? Because someone told me. And each and every one of us, someone told us. And now we get to praise God. Amen? And so there's people that don't know him, and it's our job to tell them. You know, part of the Great Commission is to declare God's glory among the heathens. And we can respond to the Great Commission in three ways. We can go. And that's, that's why we go, we have tracks. By the way, there's hundreds of dollars spent on tracks every year, maybe thousands. Do we take those tracks and go tell others? Uh, we can go. If we can't go, some of us, may, may, maybe we can't. We can sow. We can sow by praying, by giving by enabling people to go on our behalf. That's why we support missionaries. Not all of us can go to Cambodia. But you know what? You've deputized us to go in your place. And thank you for that, church family. We can go, we can sow, but don't respond by saying no. Don't say no. After all he's done for us, the least we can do is share the good news to those that have not heard. And by the way, there's people that have heard it and reject it, but you know what? Our responsibility is not to save them. Our responsibility is to tell them. God's going to do the saving. And so just, let's, let's just be obedient. Uh, lastly here, if you would turn to Psalm, 10, uh, Psalm 126, please. Psalm 126. God gives us a promise here that we see that no doubt will bring us joy. And by the way, that's what we are really, in essence, what we're looking for. You know, some people, oh, I just want to be happy. Well, they're looking for happiness all in the wrong places. It's not happiness that we're looking for. We're looking for joy. And true joy can only come by fulfilling uh, 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 what God wants us to do with our lives. Let's look at one, one, Psalm 126, two verses, give you some thoughts and we'll be done. The Bible says here in verse number five, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. If you wanna have joy in your life, you gotta understand, number one, there's a task. There's a job that needs to get done. 
The Bible says in verse 5, they that sow in tears. You know, it takes some effort. You know, I'm so glad that the man that led me to the Lord, he didn't just try one time. He didn't just try two times. He tried many times to, to, to share the gospel with me. And you know what? His effort allowed me, allowed me to be a born-again believer. And, you, and, and, and church family, I want to encourage you, it takes work. It takes effort. God has given us a task. Are we up to it? Do we want to do it? Do, you, do we want joy in our life? We, we, we should do it if, if you want joy. So we see there's a task. You have to sow in order to reap. Number two, we see there's tears involved. You know, it takes time and it takes tears. I, I remember a, a friend of mine, he prayed for his mother 26 years. I'm sure there's testimonies out there of, of, of family members that we've been praying for uh, uh, to see, to, for them to come to know God as Savior. But it takes a long time. And there's some, there, there needs to be some tears involved. The Bible says, They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth and weepeth. Number three, we see there's a treasure. You know, God has given us his word. Amen. You know, somebody said B-I-B-L-E stands for basic instruction before leaving earth. I, I beg to differ. It's pretty advanced. <laughs> the Bible is pretty advanced. And God has given us a recipe, a, a, a game plan, if you would, for life so that we can have true joy. So we see here, not only is there a task, not only is there tears involved, God has given us his word that we are to be stewards of. What are we doing with it? And, we, and uh, uh, fourthly, we see here, there's a thrill. We see, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. You know, when you, when you see the fruit of your labor, there's rejoicing. You know, when you saw those photos of people whose lives have been changed because of your prayers, because of your sacrifice and, and, and your giving, that brings some rejoicing. And so... It's a blessing to win people to the Lord. It's a blessing to see people turn from darkness to light. And so that's what the Bible talks about when we, uh, we, we see this phrase, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing. And lastly here, bringing his sheaves with him. There's going to be a trophy. You know, why do we do what we do? Well, we're not, not to get saved because we're already saved. The Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith? But the Bible also says in verse number 10 of Ephesians chapter 2 uh, that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. And so when we, we understand that we're saved to serve, we're saved to do good works. And so when we do those good works, you know what? And we get that trophy, we get that reward. You know what we get to do when we see Jesus? We get to lay it down at his feet. It'll be a sad day when, and God forbid, you know, some of us, we don't have anything to show for with our life. Why do we do what we do? Because we believe that there's a real heaven, that there's a real hell. We believe that when, when we meet our Savior face to face, we'll get the privilege to lay the rewards that he has given us, will give us back at his feet. 
And church family, that's what it's all about. That's why we do what we do. That's why we come to church to get edified, get charged up, so that we can uh, uh, win the loss and, and change, help change people's lives. Obviously, God changes their lives, but we get to be a conduit of his, his blessing to them. And so church family, I just want to encourage you, keep on keeping on. Keep at it. Keep doing it. And you know, God gives us sufficient grace, amen? And I thank God for you. I thank God for your investment. Thank you so much for loving our family, praying for us, and supporting us these, these, uh, uh, this decade, uh, all these years. And I appreciate it so much. I wish my, my wife can come and, um, and be with you folks as well. But, you know, pray for us. We're, we're, we're wrapping furlough up, and we're heading back to Cambodia November 7th, and we're, we're excited about that. But I just want to encourage you. You want that abundant life? You want joy? You can't have true joy if you're not obedient. So let's be obedient to what the Lord wants us to do. Amen? Thanks so much, church family. Pastor, can I hand this over to you?